0: When you're starting to think about complaining about today, look back three or four years and you would have been super grateful to probably be where you're at today. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore, and we are back with another episode of our Whiskey Wednesday with my main man, Dave Savolich. He has his notes, he has his questions, and he kind of gives me a little little overview at first, but we appreciate you joining us. These are new episodes for us, and we try to dive into some personal content, some trending topics, and then we go into questions and answers um, those questions that you guys send in. And so if you have suggestions for us, things that you want to hear us talk about, we're open, we're all ears, and so send them in. If you have specific questions that you want answered, shoot them over to us. We'll make sure that we cover them on our Whiskey Wednesday um, episodes. So Dave... Let's let's dive in today. You know let's we're talk. gonna. I know y- you've been a little bit on the road, a little bit. You know, I've, yeah. been, I've, I haven't been seeing you in the office know. very much. It, God, so. it's just been a busy time
1: for sure. You yeah. know,
0: so these are fun though. I'm glad we get a chance to
1: kind of bat back and forth a few topics. Um, yeah, talk to talk a little bit about us personally. You know, a little bit maybe a trending topic in the market about short term rentals, and then uh, obviously we have a lot of communities and and people that follow us and so forth. So we pull a few questions off there, and and we like to answer them as it relates yeah. to, I uh, yeah, guess, personal or short-term rental and so forth so let's just start let's right out let's yeah so in. what
0: you got on that uh, well pad I, over I, there. let me see what i got here
1: one of the things that is you know that we've talked about a little bit is you're a little bit of a private person kind of have kind of the, 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 as anybody has the things that they like and dislike and so forth. But one of the things that you talk about to our members is really having them share their successes. Don't be afraid to be able to, you know, share the successes. I think a lot of times in life, people are, are worried about, you know, they don't want to look like they're being cocky or boastful. You really kind of dive into, hey, share your successes. But that goes a little bit against you from a privacy perspective, because you typically have, you know, don't don't share a whole lot. You're super successful. You have several properties, and so I, I think that's kind of a fun topic to kind of kind of bat back and forth and, and get your thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was. Uh, I try to prepare for like my answers. You don't really tell me a whole lot about what we're talking about. This is an interesting one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're exactly right. I definitely am a big believer that we need to share our wins, share our successes. You know, you, you never know who is watching. You never know who you're going to inspire by somebody yeah. saying, man, they did it. You know, I can probably do it. And, and, and sometimes it, it helps somebody take that next step forward. And so I'm a big believer in that. I fight with you about this. I fight with Scott, our CMO, about this. I fight with our media guys about this, of getting more out there of what I'm doing. And it is a little bit uncomfortable for me. I I believe that you should share your successes to be inspirational to somebody, 100%. Yet personally, I sometimes struggle with that. And I do sometimes feel like it is a little bit egotistical or it's, you know, I'm I'm trying to show off or whatever else. But we also live in a world with social media and everything else. And there's a lot of fake success stories out there. And I guess there's, because of that, I have this hesitancy to really show what we're doing a lot. So there's the part where you feel like, okay, maybe, maybe feels a little egotistical, right? We've worked really hard. We're very fortunate. We feel very blessed of, of the situation we're in. For sure we should share that. For sure I should show that to somebody and, and use it to inspire somebody to say, hey, if that guy can do it, I can too. And that's our goal when right. we when as a mentor, as a coach and everything else. I also see the flip side of that coin. And I see a lot of people on social media that rent the fake jets. Or they rent the right. real jets, but they right. sit in the jet and they they film their videos, right? right? They go right. They go rent a big house and some really cool cars, and they do their videos. I mean, there's production companies that that's what they do because of social media and because it's where it's at. Maybe I'm looking to avoid criticism, whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but there yeah. is a hesit- hesitancy for me to go show the life we're living and feel like somebody thinks that I'm just faking it too. You All know? Right?
1: I think yeah, you you pull back a little bit, and I think that's your personality being humble about your success you know it's it's hard because people get motivated by watching other people's success they want to be like that person they want to be able to feel that it's possible and they want to feel like they can do that the hard part is and you hit on it perfectly is most of social media only shows the good yes only shows the amazing the successful the yada 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 i think we try to do a good job of really being upfront and super transparent with the people that we talk to is hey it's not always perfect it's not always easy it, yep. there is no magic button there it is absolutely there's difficult times and right. i think people appreciate that but i also think they need to see that because you know when they join a Odyssey or they become you know a part of our world or if they're going into the short term rental world they need to understand you know you just don't buy a property set it you know and put it online and it's you're gonna make a ton of money. I mean, there's a lot of work
0: that goes behind yeah.
1: it. So I think that's important too.
0: Yeah, and I think that you hit on that too, because I think that pendulum swings from one side to the other, right? You, you share how hard it is and right. the real road that you're gonna travel, which what is what we tend to do and yeah. we tend to lean that way. But how many people do we actually talk out of this game, right, right. Yeah, that has been life-changing for us? Yes. Yeah. It is kind of sad because we're we're trying to say, hey, we want you to walk into this with your eyes wide right. open. I've said right. that from day one from, you know, and, and I want them to see the good, the bad, the ugly. Right. And everything in between. And sometimes that road you're traveling, it's a little bit bumpy. Yeah. It's a little yeah. bit rocky. It can yeah. be hard at times. And I'm more comfortable on that side yeah. than... The, the flip side, which I totally agree with you guys when we talk about this and have these these conversations internally all the time, of, we gotta show the good too. Right. You gotta show what it really can do, right? How many yeah. lives have we seen being changed over the years, not only just with us in Vodacy in the short-term rental game, but I've been in real estate investing for 23 years. There's a lot of people who have literally changed their lifestyle and financial f- future by investing in real estate. Yeah. So we need to talk about that as well. Mm-hmm. I think there's this happy medium of talking about both sides of the coin, though, and yeah. so, and I guess that that's where I feel most comfortable is being somewhere in the middle. Well, somewhere in the middle is not that polarizing. Both ends of the spectrum are what's really polarizing, gets conversations started when it comes to our success. I don't feel like I've arrived, right? I don't feel right. like it's always a work you know, in progress. Yeah, Absolutely. I always feel like hey, there's more to do. There's there's things that we're working on. When you're starting to think about complaining about today, look back three or four years, and you would have you would have you know, been super grateful to probably be where you're at right. today. And it's so true. You're yeah. like, okay, you know, we're always we're always trying to move forward. And so I never feel like, okay, I'm gonna go post this because maybe it's not that impressive, but really for a lot of people, if you're just a few steps ahead of them, it can be really impressive. And somebody's striving to get there. Now we look back and you take a breath and you're like, you know, we've got a lot, a lot more than a lot of people have. And we're living a lifestyle. My kids are buying houses. We're doing all those things. I do worry about putting a lot of that out there because I do sometimes feel like that's showing off. I don't want to roll into the camp of, Oh, now you're really showing off your right. private jets and your mansions and this and that and the other. You know, there's a lot of people that do that, and that's just not our style. Right, right.
1: Right. I think if we and we're doing a better job at it, and I think if we show the good, we show the bad, we show the successes, we show the challenges, and and I think it's important to do that, but but I agree with you. It's I just I don't like always showing the one side because it, there's never one side. There's always two sides, yeah. you know what I mean? Sure. And so, yeah. I think that's important, but I yeah.
0: I think that's good. We're getting better at it. And I think people want to see Yeah. And and those of you that are listening and watching, if you want to see more of that stuff, Post it in the comments. Let us know. Yeah. We'll talk more about it. We'll. Uh, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll and I'm going to keep trying to get him to. You know, I'll post the uh, show off a little bit more. You uh, know? Yeah, we we're supposed he's, to, he's, he's pretty cool. We were supposed to be on location today at the new house we're buying. <laughs> yeah. And big surprise. We can't get there. Yeah. We have to change <laughs> some things up. Right. So. <laughs> big surprise. We had to change the uh, the schedule for the for the field yeah. today. Yeah. So it doesn't, like, it
1: doesn't always work perfect, right? Yeah. And that's that's yeah. part of it too. Well, good. Well, I'm glad that's a good topic. I'm glad. Yeah that's kind of a personal thing that we, you know, kind of, you know, people ask like, Hey, why don't we show a little bit more and, and open up a little bit more? And obviously there's some reasons by but I, I think that's, there's some good, there's some good reasons. So to do so. Yeah. 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 So let's, um, let's dive right into uh, a trending topic. Um, in the short-term rental market, um, you know, a lot of people ask, what about direct bookings and how important mm-hmm. are they in the success of their short-term rental property? We always you know, push to have properties on VRBO and Airbnb because that's where people look. But how important are direct bookings as well, and and maybe going down both roads together? Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: absolutely. And it's one of and it is a hot topic, right? Okay, well, especially right now, where markets have shifted around a little bit, and everybody's you know that that supply and demand gap is, has evened out a little bit more. Right. You've got to work a little harder to get your property booked. You better have a really good offer, a good yeah. property, good good you know good location, and then also have a really great experience. But that's not enough anymore. You've got to yeah. be able to stand out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so it comes down to marketing. A lot of people just assume that they say, okay, I'm going to figure out direct bookings. 100% you should figure out direct bookings, right? right? We, we have our own software platform. Yep. It's a marketing platform, a CRM, to do all those different things so that we can run paid ads and d- drive our own traffic to our websites yep. and our yep. properties yep. and get our books, you know, our calendars fuller than most people yep. do, right? Yep. We, we operate toward the top of the market. But a, a lot of people assume that that solves all their problems. Right. And it doesn't. No especially if you're struggling on airbnb you're struggling on verbo you're going to really struggle with direct bookings it's actually a lot harder to go to a cold audience on instagram facebook or whatever else
1: you just don't have the audience for it right right? i mean
0: somebody's on airbnb or verbo they're looking to book a property right that's why they're there they're very intentional if you can't book on those platforms you definitely are going to struggle when you go to off of those platforms and people are on social media, on Facebook, right. Instagram, YouTube, wherever they're at, they're not there to book a property. You've got to even grab their attention away from everything else they're there to do and then get them interested enough right. to book your property. So with direct bookings, the key to direct bookings is really figuring out your offer. You've got to dial in the offer. Well, in our game, in the short term real game, the offer is not just the property. The property's part of your offer, but it's actually a small part. And that's what a lot of people forget about the offer is the experience that you're able to provide the guest. When somebody's looking to book a property, you're selling the experience. Is the property part of the experience? Absolutely. But you have to go in and curate an experience for a specific target audience. And then you go take it and you test it on Airbnb and Verbo. Right. right. That's step right. one. Right. And, and go see, okay, this is free traffic, very intentional traffic. Am I able to attract people off of this platform to book my property on that platform? And if you are, then you have a good chance of being able to take it to paid ads and then being able to run those paid ads to direct traffic to right. your own direct booking site and start to book direct, yeah. right? Yeah. And so there's this big gap between going from, okay, I have a property to actually booking and getting direct bookings. And all of that, all those steps in between are what people skip and they just say, okay, well, I'm going to go build me a direct booking site and then I might run some traffic to it. And then I'm going to wonder or hope that somebody books my property. If they don't, I'm wondering, well or or I might just have the opinion that direct bookings don't work that well. What you have to remember is when you're doing direct bookings, a lot of times you're trying to generate interest and you're really trying to build an audience. Right. That's really what you're trying to do with direct bookings in your marketing is build an audience so that the end goals are direct booking, but really what you're trying to do is get them interested enough to start saying, hey, I'd like some more information. And so yeah. we always have newsletters. We have things to do in the area. We have different things that they can, you know, where they can go eat out and get rental right. cars, all those things that they would do if they booked any property if right. they just visited the area yeah. forget yeah. about your property yeah. right so you're you're providing them a lot of value they already said they were interested or they liked your property, but you, you know, most people are searching for where they're going to stay three to six months in advance. And most people spend over six hours looking at properties. And so the chances of you getting them at the end of that six hours, right right when they're ready to click book my property now, and that's the first mistake people make with direct bookings. And then the next mistake is they generate that interest. Somebody raises their hand and they have no way to communicate with them. Right. right? Right. You have to generate the interest, have somebody raise their hand and say, I'm interested in this property. And then you've got to stay top of mind until they're ready to book. Yeah, and yeah. so you've got these other steps after you. After you figure out, okay, I've got an offer that books on the platforms, and now I've got an offer that books on platforms. Now I've got to have raised, get people to raise their hand off of those platforms, Airbnb, Verbo, that are very right. intentional based audience to not like a completely cold audience. And then after that, I've got to engage them. I've got to get, engage right, them right. and they've got to stay top of mind yeah. till they book direct. You have to strategically figure out your direct booking strategy and you're not going to go and say, okay, I'm done with Airbnb, I'm done with Verbo. Right. No, Those are amazing absolutely. platforms with millions of people. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of money being spent right. on those platforms. Don't ignore them. But by being really good and understanding how to optimize your offer on those platforms, now you can take that, those same marketing assets, that same experience, and now you put it into a direct booking platform that is built to generate and build an audience. Right. 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 Most yeah. people build it. They, they have this booking platform that it's like, hey, buy now, buy now, now, or book now, right? Book now, book now, book now. That's not, it it doesn't doesn't work, right? You have to say, hey, give me some more information. So figure out how you can get them to raise their hand for more information. And then you start communicating with them. You start staying top of mind. You provide a ton of free content and you engage those leads so that when they're ready to book, guess who's the only one really talking to and engaged with them. Right, right. Well, they they love that this is your,
1: property and that they appreciate your passion about it and they know how much you love it and how much you appreciate them staying there. I had a great example this week. Our Vodicy Maximizer account, um, I think is great for repeat guests. I had a customer uh, or a guest that, that booked our stargazer in St. George a year ago, and he was searching on, on the internet, he found our Maximizer site, he texted me, said, hey, I'm interested in booking for Christmas. We, we text back and forth, we end up talking on the phone, and I was able to give him a, like a 15% discount on the nightly rate, and he booked, and it was it was perfect. And now, this is his second time he stayed at our property, He'll probably continue to stay at our property and now have created this yeah. relationship, created this contact. And that's really the brilliant side of direct bookings
0: as well. Absolutely. So, and that's and that's what people forget as well. They forget right. that once I mean you've got a really, really warm audience of somebody that has stayed at your property. Right. Well, if they booked off of those platforms, especially if you're using management companies, you don't really have a way to communicate with those people. Yeah. Right? Those are Airbnb, Verbos, exactly. whatever they platform they right. came off of, that those are their contacts. Mm-hmm. We're borrowing their audience, mm-hmm. right? And and so don't be mad, even though it's your property, that you can't go and access their audience right. because right. it's their audience. Yeah. You're borrowing that audience to stay in your property. But when you build a direct booking site and you start to build an audience, now you can communicate with them long term. One of the things that we love in when any of us travel is predictability. There's a lot of pressure when you book a property to if you're, you know, if it, if you're mom and you're booking for the family, it's like, man, I gotta, I gotta make sure that everybody loves this. Right. Mm -hmm. This is, I don't want to ruin the vacation by having the wrong property. Right. right? The same, if it's even adults, right? Like adults go to book a property and there's four or five couples or two or three couples and they're going together and they give the, it's like, Hey, we don't want to do this. You take care of this, Mary, Mary, it's your job. Well, Mary's under a hell of a lot of pressure, even though everybody says they don't care, they care. Right. right. If it's a crappy property, (laughs) they care. Right. And so when you have somebody that stayed, that really liked it, they make sure that they can find you after they leave and leave and you stay stay top of mind because guess what? They will come back absolutely every time because it takes the pressure off the next time. They know exactly what they're going to get. They know you were a great host. They know that you created a great experience. They know you have a great property. But uh, most of the time, they can't find you. Right. And that's, that's why people don't get a lot of of repeats. Exactly. They can't find them. Yeah. Yeah. And so make sure you've got a platform that allows them to reach out a year later. Like you did with with the stargazer. Yeah.
1: It's good. No, that's great. It's a great answer. I always have good answers. You want to, well, I know I mean, it's (laughs) kind of long, but it was good. (laughs) You want to you want to take a couple questions. Let's do it. I mean, I got a couple questions. We have several communities that follow, um, you know, our our
0: our success and what we do at at Odyssey, and so we we get a lot of these questions off of there. This first one's from and if you've got questions, send them in. Yeah, you know, make sure that you. I mean, email them to support of Odyssey, direct messages on the platforms you're watching anything at, and we'll make sure that we get them answered. We love questions coming in from our audience.
1: So the first one's from Angie, and she said, "What is the most important qualification in choosing a property?" manager. A property manager can make or break the experience and, and the success a lot of times. And so super important to pick the right property manager. What would you tell people, hey, when you're looking at a property manager, this is the most important qualification?
0: Yeah. Angie, it's a great question and one that people should ask more often, honestly. It's one that um, property management is the Achilles heel of the short-term rental business, period. You know, I don't care what people yeah. tell you. I don't care if they tell you there's amazing software tools out there and you can operate these properties and manage them for a couple hours a week. I don't believe that for five seconds because I've been in the game for a long time. Property management, whether you're doing it yourself or firing, finding and hiring a property manager is one of the most important decisions you will make in your short-term rental investing career. Like when you build in that portfolio. Yeah. The things that we're looking for is we want a partner. Right, we're looking for somebody that really is partnering with us because this is a long-term relationship when it comes to property right. management. Right, and we want a partner that has similar goals to us, and our number one goal is to maximize our asset. The way that we maximize our asset is by being able to provide an amazing guest experience. Right, right. And so, a property manager's job, in my opinion, is to do. And what we're really looking for is we're going to buy these assets. Right, we're owners, we're investors. We right. buy these properties. They're big investments. They're expensive investments. We're going to curate this great experience for a target audience. And we're going to put together this amazing experience. Now we need somebody to deliver that experience and have the customer service that 24 seven concierge type of a a service. The bar has been raised in hospitality, specifically in short-term rentals that the guest expects a five-star type of an experience that they would get at like a five-star hotel. And so we're looking for a property manager not to curate the experience for us, to be able to take what we have and what we've invested in and deliver the experience that we're looking to deliver. By doing so, they're really great partners in helping us maximize these assets. Right. This is one of those types of relationships that both sides have their guard up. Right. The right. property manager yeah. has their guard up because they're saying, "Oh, these pro- these property owners, they don't know what's going on, and right. you know they're they they're trying to tell me to do this. And, yeah. They're trying to tell me how to do their job, and they don't know how to do it." Right. The owner is on the flip side saying, "Oh, the property manager doesn't care about my property. Right. They just worry about every you know they need to ev- get more bookings, everybody's bookings, they need to do and everybody more else's properties." Yeah. And so it starts this relationship off with both sides having their guard up. Yeah. Angie, so when you're going out and talking to the property managers, the first thing I would ask them is, "Hey, listen." This is one of the most important relationships that, that, I'm interested in building as far as my short term rental portfolio, what can I do to be your best client? Like, what are you looking for in your ideal clients? Right. And so when we ask that question, immediately, the property manager starts to take their guard down, right? Way before I start into 20 questions of what can you do for me? What can I do to be your best client? And when you start those conversations like that with your property manager, immediately, yes, the you guard can get goes to down the, and, and you can get yeah. to the important questions. Yeah. And there's really three things that I'm really looking for property managers to be able to help me and make sure that they've got systems and processes that they're okay with. One is, Are they okay if I come in and have my own marketing assets? And what I mean by that is my own photos. Right. My own
1: photos. My own photo shoot. We can
0: talk about that a whole different day because it's a topic that I can go on for a long time on. But you should have, be able to add your own marketing assets. It's the number one thing that's going to help you maximize your asset on the online. Because we've got an online business. Right. We better have online marketing. Right. Right. And most people just go out and get, you know, three or four or $500 Real estate photos, and it looks like it should go on Zillow. Yeah. And so we'll talk about that another time. Okay. Yep. Put that on your notes. Yeah. Let me, here it <laughs> is. <this second. laughs> I, 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 okay. it's a steel right, right here. I got it. Okay, good. It's, uh, <laughs> The second thing is, is I want to make sure they've got a system that allows me to have minimum pricing, have some yes, say on our yep. pricing. You can right? decide, help
1: work Absolutely. with them on what pricing you want. Maybe it's a minimum, maybe it's a max, yeah. adjust in holidays, things like that. Right. right?
0: And, and be able to say, okay, we want to be toward the top of the market. What Do you have the tools in place to make right. sure that we're right. able to do that? If yeah. I if I come to you and say, I want to be in the 85th percentile as far as price compared to my competition, are you able to do that? Right. Most of them, not a problem, yeah. but make sure you ask the Question yeah. because that's important. We're interested in maximizing our, our profitability. By doing so, we have to be able to push our prices, right? And yeah. so, and then the third thing is, are we allowed to send them direct bookings? Like, yeah. right? can I, can right. I, we just talked about direct bookings. friends, families, yeah. you know, people that we bring. If I've got to somebody that raised their hand and says, I want to book your property, yeah. can I send them to you? And can you handle that? Do you have a system for that? Right. Outside of that, we can work together and we can figure things out. The other things like, you know, cleaning and all that stuff. That's yeah. just expected, right? right. They're the car, all going to have the fees and the, all those all that things. kind of stuff. They they're they're going to be close to the same, yeah. 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 And so, so Angie, it's a great question and something that you really, really should take serious and really interview more than one property manager. I always tell people because I say it's the Achilles' heel of this business. All property managers are not created equal. All full full service property managers don't provide the same things. And so, make right. sure that you know what you're getting into. And you know, we'll interview. 10 to 15 property managers before we hire one. And usually out of those 10 to 15 that we hire, that short list is probably two to three right. that, yeah. that actually might be able to work with. Yeah, And so, you know, a really important part of the process and take it serious. Good.
1: Yeah. Good, good
0: answer. I, again, this one, again, listen, I t- hey, listen this one. Yeah, this tell one, me when I give a bad I'm excited I'm to hear your
1: response to this one. Okay. okay. So this is uh, Robert. He says, what's your opinion on pet-friendly Short-term rentals. So mm-hmm. this is a little, this is a little controversial because we're 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 animal lovers. We love uh, dogs, and and we we have a, a couple dogs, and she and Sean has a dog. So we appreciate that and little family pet. Yeah, <laughs> not, not all of our properties are pet friendly. Exactly. So and this is this is one that we've gone back and forth on, and we it literally took us probably a year or two in our St. George, Utah property to decide whether
0: we were gonna allow pets or not. A lot of these markets, it's one of those things that you can do to almost get an immediate lift and really eliminate a lot of your competition. You might eliminate 60 to 70% of your competition. Most markets, only 30 to 40% of properties allow pets. Right. And so it's it's something you can do instantly to eliminate a lot of the competition. Yeah, and yeah. so that's great when you're an investor and you're trying to you know stand out in a crowd, right? Yeah. yeah. The flip side of that is everybody says, "Well, what's going to happen to my property? How much is this going to cost me?" Yeah. I think the kids do more damage to properties than dogs, <laughs> dogs do. do. And yeah. so unless
1: you're going to and by the way, are cats on this or are they off? the Cats table? are out. Cats, cats are out. Are off the if table. you're a cat
0: lover, I apologize. I'm not, cats are out. <laughs> and so we only love dogs. And so it's I uh, I don't know what cats, damaged cats do. Cats, they're probably fine. Cats are weird to me. So I don't, I don't like cats. So I don't love cats. Everybody can do their own thing. Yeah. I'm just talking about dogs right yeah. now. Seriously, getting back to what we're talking about is pets can be one of the things that wait where you eliminate yeah. competition, right? Yeah. But I look at the property itself and I look at the outside environment and say, okay, one, we're going to limit and say they've got to be approved dogs. Most people who travel with their dogs, they're pretty dang good dogs. Yes, they right? take care of their dogs. They're like they a live member with of the them, family. Right? They take better care of them than their kids sometimes. Yeah, so, and, and well, so dogs we are going to take better care of your properties, I yeah, promise you. Yeah. We've had. I mean, we've got what, 1,500 properties in the Vodacy portfolio and. Yeah. We, how often, when was the last horror story you heard about pets? Yeah. You yeah hardly you remember ever, one?
1: Hardly ever, I don't even never. remember
0: one. Yeah, I don't either. When was
1: the last horror story you heard about kids? Right. You, you break a bunk bed yeah. or you spill yeah. on the carpet or this or
0: that. Yeah. yeah. So absolutely. Somebody's climbing on something that breaks. So, so absolutely. But that being said... We have properties that we allow pets and we have properties that we don't. Down in St. George, we decided to allow pets. St. George, the outside environment is desert, right? We've got grass, we've got rocks, and we've got concrete. We don't have anything that really can track in. So what I look at is what can be tracked in from the outside that is going to make, to be, you know, be hard on the property, Right. right? right? And so, you know, I've got mountain properties in the mountains and it's Dirt outside, dirt, and and there's, and yeah. We've got the lakeside. Yeah. You know, we've got we're on lakes in, in one of our properties, and so if the dogs can go get in the lake, we don't want them coming back in our property. Yeah. And so because the outside environment is not conducive to us wanting those dogs to go play outside and then come back in, we don't allow pets. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I make my decision. Yeah. Because dogs can be and can be something that a lot of people are really going to be attracted to. And you can, you know, you can raise, you can charge more for it. You can charge more on a cleaning fee so you can cover it. You need to make sure if you do allow pets that you do pay your cleaners more, right? Because they're going to have to do a little extra work. Right, right. But, you know, it, at the end of the day, we hardly even know when the pets are down in St. George, right? Right, exactly. Uh, like, yeah. Does it yeah. Does it even I mean, seem different to you no, versus what we did or it. didn't? No. Not at all. and so so but i think that becomes because of the outside environment and that's how i make my decisions simple as that if if it's outside is clean and they're not going to track a lot of stuff in i'm probably going to lean toward pets if it's not and it's in the mountains you got lakes you got rivers you got things that can be tracked in and they're not going to be cleaned off very well at the end i don't want pets good answer (laughs) yes three for three good (laughs) answer you know I, i will say this though it's um
1: more and more people are traveling with their pets, yeah. for sure. Older couples that, that have a, a, you know, a, a couple dogs or a dog, you know, younger couples, they, they want to travel, families. So it is a way to consider you know, increasing your, your bookings if, if you have sure. the right setup. And, yeah. I, and I think they ought to consider it.
0: So. For sure. I mean, yeah. right now the markets have gotten really, really saturated. Yeah. A lot of people are like, man, what do I do? Well, if you could eliminate Right. 70, 60, 70% of the competition.
1: Yeah. Would you do it?
0: Yeah. It's a great thing to consider yeah, yeah. if you're trying to really stand out. Well, buddy, that's all. I, that's all the questions Sipped? I got. For all right, day. I'm a. Nice. Three only, for I'm three already after, I'm good answers.
1: After after this, I'm more excited for our next episode.
0: <laughs> hey, I can't wait. We're, we're gonna we're, we'll keep diving in. So, yeah. guys, we'll wrap it up today. So we always appreciate you joining us. We know how valuable your time is, and it's always nice when you spend it with us. At the end of every episode, you know I ask you two favors. One okay. is if you got any value out of this, share it, like it. Anything you can do to help support us and, and spread the word. We very, very much appreciate it. If you got more than 30 seconds, leave us a review on whatever platform you are following us on. And then that second challenge is the most important one. And that is to go pick one thing you can do today to start building that life you don't want to take a vacation from. Cheers, my friends.